High Shelf Gaming Podcast is all about tabletop games, conventions, and game development. David and Rich bring old school and new school together in interviews and discussions. Rich, are you ready for another DM Daddies, Daddies Who DM segment? Hi, Daddy. Of course I am. I'm like two turnt pony. I am always ready for these things. Have folks, you found? Have you found? Have you run into two tone turning yet on TikTok? I, I have not, but folks, I am a fan of the green light, yellow light, red light method. All right, it's helpful <laughs> out there. So, here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right, here I have. A, I have a real question for you, Rich. All right, GM to GM. Right. This is this this is this is real talk. GM to GM. Right. My my brain seeks knowledge from your brain. My young PCs, or you know, level one barbarian, level four ranger, maybe rogue. Okay, <laughs> unknown at this point. Um, and we have already confirmed calling our kids PCs is okay. Correct. That is where like we're at. Roma, or any, you know, the other name for Roma is. It's like we're we're on a good track, right? We're good. We're good here. We're good here. I hope you all are right. are, are on board with this. Our children, our player characters, and our GM Adventureland as dads. Okay. When. How soon is too soon, or maybe when is the right level, quote unquote, for them to go and have like another GM for an evening as like, <gasps> as like, as like a sleepover. That's a really good question. They go and join another table. They take their character sheet, their, their player character. They go yeah. to another table yeah. and they have another GM for a night. But you got to ensure that other dungeon master runs a fair game. That right. is doing good die rolls. You got to right. make sure that you know they have the proper rations. You got to right. make sure that you know all, all the guardrails are up at that other DM's game. You just can't have them going sitting at other tables all willy nilly, dude. Yeah, because sure <laughs> whatever's canon in okay. my game is going to now be canon in their game, and my kid is going to come oh, yeah. back with whatever equipment or battle scars oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they gain at that game. There's like, there's no like, oh, that wasn't canon. No, it will be canon. So yeah, all right. So they got to have the right food. They have to have all the right protections yep. up. They have to roll the dice fair so that one kid isn't treated like incredibly better than another. Like, dude, you've been in those situations when like somebody brings a their like BFF into a game, right? Or it's like they're like like the 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 husband wife pair that plays D and D, right? And it's like she gets preferential treatment or he gets preferential treatment or whatever. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. Fair table. Fair table. I like that. No advantages on every roll for the other kid. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's not like the kid always lives with advantage. That's it right. is just not the way it is. And you got to make sure your kid's ready to be able to play the game too, because I remember those friends that wouldn't pick up the Star Wars toys. They'd come oh, over, yeah. the room would be blasted, and it would be like, yeah, gotta go. Gotta go, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then yeah. all of a sudden, just toys and shit everywhere. All the orcs in the in the dungeon, because <laughs> my mom's all mad at this yeah. point. That you know, basically every Star Wars figure I own is across the room. Yeah, dude, that is this an overnight DM game or is this a just a daily DM game? Okay, so we we've done the playdates. We've done the playdates where yeah. like they're they're there in somebody's house or whatever. They're left. at our house. You left. You're not supervising the game from the side. Oh. Going, oh, good DM technique. No, I've I'm never done there. that. Yeah, that's a good point. I've never done the. Yeah, they're oh, over like there. Yeah. Okay. 
Because you, you're on those play dates, you guys, you may not be running the DM game, but you or you may not be DMing the game, but you're you're there in the background, you're checking present. out what the house rules are. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and like, if I ever don't like a house rule, I'm like, no, oh, no, 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 no. Our house rule is this, and we're gonna both play yeah. separate house rules real quick. And I'm taking my game. I'm taking my house rules going home. That's right. Um, but yeah, because so you've done the drop them off. What do you yeah. mean? There's so, no- hey, go play, go go play on that adventure for four hours. Have you yeah. done that where you drop them off and uh, drive away? No, I haven't. Okay, I need to do that. Yeah, that's a good first step before the overnight for sure. Is the yeah. can I be away for four hours, knowing that there's another DM in charge of that game? And you know how many DMs don't check DM credentials? I I was kind of amazed that oh. you know that some of the player characters my kids played with. They'd be like, yeah, blank wants to come over. Yeah, well, just have their parents call me. And then, you know, right after school on Friday, blank's at your house. And you're like, all right, okay, come in. We're going to have pizza. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. I remember calling people and being like, hey, this is blank. You, you know, blank's going to be there. And sometimes the parents are like, yeah, what, what are you, why are you calling me? I mean, do you yeah. need my fifth edition rulebook? What are you doing? Yeah. And yeah, I always think it's okay to introduce and say hi and trade some information. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, what are your house rules? What are my house rules? Like, that's super, super appropriate, right? What What are the potions you're giving my kid? Is it full flavor apple juice? You understand how crazy my child is going to be with full flavor apple okay. juice? Going to water that down at all? Jesus. You know, let's talk Crikey. about let's talk about the difference between no, um, no, no, um, no secrets and surprises, right? Because uh, yeah. yeah, if you don't have a chance to talk with the other DM. Your your player character could be like, oh sugar, yeah, I'll have tons of it, and then come yeah. back home and be like, it's a surprise, it's a surprise. <laughs> it I'm all jacked up on goofballs. <laughs> and you don't want that action happening. No. So, oh, but, no. but I think the initial question was, what level, right? What yeah. Level? Yeah. When, dude? I don't know if there's a right answer there. Oh. That's a really tough one. That actually has to be based, I think, on their their base wisdom score. Ooh. And I think. It's- I think it has to be based on their base wisdom score that, you know, um, you know, bard man over here, dude, that kid could go to anybody's house and hang out and be great. You know right. what I mean? But my alchemist, uh, not too sure. She just wants to be in other people's houses for a while Yeah, and didn't find the joys of the sleepover for a while. Yeah. Whereas my bard is over there entertaining everybody all night long and being invited to sleepovers. So yeah, not too sure there's a correct level. I think that's a I think that's a skill check on the stat. And that you know maybe that's my first edition or my O D and D doing a skill check against the stat. Do you, what do we have in fifth edition? Do we do skill checks know. against? Stat? I'm I'm so lost on our analogies right now. <laughs> and still, everybody at home, please leave oh, leave some comments. Below. Oh my god, this is the worst idea. Rich, Rich, you've just you've just unlocked a, a special thing about our like our attempted analogy here, right? It's like I'm raising my kids in fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons, and you're raising your kids in OD and D rule set where shit dies. Okay, you can die. All right, the jungle gym in OD and D can get you killed, and the jungle gym in my fifth edition, you gotta wanna die to die in my jungle gym because nowadays, uh, uh-uh, uh, those places are so safe. By the way, safe. Rob totally failed his dex check off of a jungle jungle gym when he was a kid, and he was in a cast for like. 
freaking eight weeks. Oh, you know what? You know what? My yeah. my little my little Ranger Rogue combo, my little multi-class at Ranger Rogue. He he did the same thing. Monkey bars. We didn't realize he was tall enough to get up to them. Yeah. Um, and uh he was on them. And we we're like, we we're trying to do the uh let the PC explore the world around him without yeah. us being helicopter parents. Not anymore. You and your sandbox. I'm all about linear adventures. Yeah. <laughs> You're all about sandbox adventures. <laughs> Yeah, dude. One of those things where, like, I'm just now dawning on me that as DM daddies, dads who DM, we were both <laughs> we were both playing. We were both DMing from different rule sets, different rule sets, yeah. completely so cool. different rule. Sets. So cool. Yeah. So I think that um, one, we've unlocked a secret understanding about <laughs> about this analogy we keep running. Great. Yes, and we, I think we can put the we can put this book we can put this in the mimic chest and say it's based on their wisdom. It's yeah. not a level; it's a wisdom choice. When is the kid ready? When is the kid ready? Yeah, I, like I think it. so. Well, DM Daddy approved. Boom, folks. We're getting right back to it. Hey, everybody! David here with High Shelf Gaming, part of High Shelf Collective, and as always, I'm joined by the Lupine Rich. Oh, dude, I love Harry Potter. How did you know? <laughs> I, am, I am a professor. I was Harry Potter before Harry Potter was Harry Potter. Have you seen these glasses, bro? I have so seen those glasses. You yeah. tried to stump me, but I know lupine is Latin for loop and in. So that's like a werewolf, full moon, luna, loop, loop in. I think that means a night creature. Okay, my, good. My <laughs> We're really close. We're really close. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, joining us this evening um, or to morning, whatever you're listening to the show, uh, is Simon, also known as Wandering DM, a buddy of mine from <laughs> Twitch. Welcome to the show, Simon. Of course, Wandering DM. See, you gotta, I got to not introduce people by their names because I know everybody by their Discord stuff. <laughs> So this makes us all come full circle for me now. I'll shut up. <laughs> that was a little pre-stage conversation, but pre-podcast conversation. But well, it's it's kind of it's kind of flattering that my my handle is now more like my online persona is yes. actually what people know me by or recognize me by. Um, I've been working on that for the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. You get your brand. This is your internet yeah. brand. Yeah, and and you have you have successfully transitioned from a person who streams games every week uh, on Twitch which you still do into being a game dev and this is what we're talking about with you today um before we get into our topic though i would love to just introduce you to the audience what's your background how did you Gamer get Trump. into gaming yeah yeah how did you get into gaming what's your what was your first game yeah well so my real name is simon simon goodrow um, and I actually got into gaming if we're talking strictly TTRPG, sure. uh, it started in the, the desire was there since I was probably seven or eight years old because oh, wow. the older brother of my best friend at I the time. I was just going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, friend. Yes. Yeah. And I, we, we sort of 
gleaned some of the rules we tried to play once in my backyard. It was kind of weird. My very first character was actually a pumpkin merchant who turned into a gladiator. Look, if this is in the backyard, you were effectively LARPing, I'm sure. It, yes, no, it was a LARP. It was That's very awesome. much a LARP. <laughs> with just two LARP. people. With just yeah, two we got people. like a new category of first-time games. <laughs> yes. That is, you got a you got your own unique individual shulk under LARP. Yeah, yeah. I've never had somebody start their gaming career with a LARP. That's but that great. was very unofficial. That was sure. very unofficial. Um the official one was yeah, so when once I got I started um seventh grade. We had a D and D club at Ooh. my uh, at my school, and so I joined. Oh man! And so, so that's your first when game was D and D, wasn't it? D and D second edition. Yep. Wow! Good job. Wow, that's awesome. That's Welcome awesome, man. One more, I... one more dollar in the D and D bucket <laughs> for Rich. <laughs> I thought there was a high percentage chance it was vampire. I, uh, you, know, I you know the vampire topic. was my second. There we go. Oh, wow. Empire of the Masquerade was my second, and Call of Cthulhu was my third. Ooh. That's a good, that's a good one. That's a Dude, good I need step. To dive deep. That's a good <laughs> step. Woo. Yeah. Then, right into the Eldritch Horror. Yeah. Shadowrun was my fourth. Okay. Oh, very good. Okay. Yeah. Which had I known, had I not been put off by the artwork on the cyberpunk covers, the 2020 covers, mm. I would have gone into cyberpunk more than Shadowrun because yep. there was too many things in Shadowrun that I would have removed, which essentially would have turned the game into cyberpunk. So <laughs> get, get rid of all the elves and orcs. Yeah, but that, like... that's the thing is at, at the gaming store that we had, and we only had one FLGS back then, sure. um, talking like a old timer, uh, on the rack, you had on the shelves, you had Cyberpunk, you had Shadowrun, but the artwork on the cover of each, yeah, one of them looked it's beautiful, more polished, yeah, totally, than, yeah, than Cyberpunk. So I went with and eventually, like, not that I regretted it, I liked it, but there was so much that I, I wanted to change from it that I should have gone with the other choice. Well, and then I got into know. like a bunch of other games. You never know until you read the thing, right? And, and get get your hands on it, really. Um, and, and then you realize know... you need five hundred d sixes. And you, we know that art sells RPGs, right? Like I think D and D Second Edition had some pretty middling art, right? Is that fair, Rich? Yeah. 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 Um, but like Werewolf and Vampire, they put a lot of effort into the art. And they sold a lot of books because they had sexy vampires doing sexy poses in their in their books. And third and, edition caught on. And yeah, really improved the graphics. Yeah, yeah. When when Watsy got in there, they're like, "Look, we have Magic the Gathering artists <laughs> to make D and D three and three five look great." And I'll argue the novels, D and D novels back in second edition. Larry oh, Elmore's yeah. covers, him oh, and Larry Dixon. Yeah. Uh, they were they were what sold me the image of what D and D looked like. Right, yeah, like a good novel cover carries a lot of weight, right? And you can put that effort into it because it's like the one piece of artwork you're gonna have for the whole book, and so you make it great, right? Whereas these like the old school D and D books, they had like I don't know fifty pieces in there, and most of those were line work, you yeah. know, and which I'm a big fan of though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's how Cyberpunk was, you know, it's all line work, you know, and it's it's solid. But 
you have game companies like you know um who was it fossa at the time doing uh shadow run and you had world of darkness doing werewolf and vampire and they were doing just high grade art and they just put a lot of effort into the art and like they moved books because of it for sure um but yeah okay good so that's how you get started and then you and i met over cyberpunk uh twitch streaming because we both were streaming cyberpunk games around the same time when 2077 was coming around cyberpunk red was coming around and all of that good stuff that's how we became buds mm-hmm. and now you're off making games and you're tonight's topic i am super excited for this because you're making a game that harkens back to my first game ever um which is if you don't mind telling everybody what we're getting to talk about today i can i can definitely talk about it uh we're gonna talk about werewolf the apocalypse yes! retaliation yes oh my god okay so it's werewolf the apocalypse the war of the apocalypse is like the original name for the ttrpg back in the like the 90s and aughts but retaliation is not expressly an ttrpg it is a little different and can we talk about it's i don't know enough yet but just looking <laughs> at the art you have shown me it feels kind of like gloomhaven fallout board game it feels kind of like a living story game <gasps> yes Okay. Uh, especially werewolf, if we compare it to uh, Vampire: The Masquerade chapters that we've that I've also worked on. Um, that is. Oh, you worked on chapters too. Yes, yes, okay. I actually I the, wrote the... a lot on chapters. Yeah, uh, so I'm one you of the two writers over at Flyos Games. Yeah, Flyos Games made Vampire chapters, and now they're making this game too, which mm-hmm. is phenom, phenom. That's so cool, dude. That's so cool. You got to work on that too. So both games are what you would call or what we call an RPG in a box. Okay. Essentially, it takes the rules from, in the case of Chapters, Vampire 5th Edition, in the case of Werewolf, kind of Werewolf 5th Edition, and packages them. Those rules aren't out yet. No, those rules aren't out yet. But if you want to sneak peek at them, (laughs) you're going to have to get Werewolf Uh, Retaliation. Oh, my God. Because that's going to come out before um, the other one. Yeah. Uh, especially since during the Kickstarter campaign, we will have the rulebook available. So oh, we even have a playable. We'll have playable demos. I can talk about that later. Oh, but to so go cool. back to what it is, yeah. Um, imagine it's a. It's kind of like a, a published adventure for D anD. d You know, like Curse of Strahd, like um, Storm King's Thunder, or you know, Kingmaker for Pathfinder, and all that. But we've made it so that you could play a GMless version of it. Oh. So that you can sit down with three of your buddies uh, because it's a four-player game and uh, you just go through the campaign, which is very extensive. Um, and this one, oh my, I should have I should have checked the, the final numbers. Uh, but I do believe that with all the expansions and everything, you are getting close to 40 scenarios. Okay, so wandering, I was going to ask, I was going to say, I like the D&D box sets. I like to Mm -hmm. play with friends. I like to paint the minis. I like to play alone. And it comes with a nice little pamphlet that maybe has 12 scenarios to run through. Yeah. This sounds a lot more extensive. Yes. Um, Wow. 
I'm frantically looking for the, the proper numbers. Wow. Um, okay. That of course there are. So I, I say um scenario yeah, it's you can go all the way up to at the moment I will say forty seven. What? Um, but that isn't entirely true. So it's oh a bit God. of a lie. One, oh because God. there might be some that I'm purposefully hiding. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and there are some that through your first playthrough, you will not be able to play. Oh. Because, kind of like with Vampire, the principle is we don't want a railroaded campaign. Like, yeah, we don't want a pure, like you, you named, like Gloomhaven, for instance, earlier. Uh, which is very much or like descent or or black uh, black fortress, right? Which are dungeon crawlers. So you right. go through like scenarios, and the challenge is trying to resolve these mostly combat based and exploration based puzzles one by one. You tick sure. them off the list, and sure. sometimes you might have like a choice that is offered to you that will block you from another choice, and and vice versa. In our case, we wanted things that. You know, if you do something at the onset of the game, kind of like a, the Telltale video games, you do something at the start of the game, and the NPC will remember that. Oh. And then maybe 10, 15 scenarios down the line, you meet that NPC again, and lo and behold, because of what you did at the start, the NPC might no longer be friendly to you. Oh, this sounds like a David or, role-playing game. That's so great. Yes. Like you meet someone and three years later they show back up. Look, just because um, just because I don't give just because I don't forget old shit. I don't expect my board had, games to forget. I've that's never so had cool. a board game do this though. That is, you know, like I say, I play the DD board games, but I've never had anything like that be reflected either i'm not playing the games right or this isn't something new to me no i think i think that's new my dude like we're I, pretty yeah. much yeah i'm not going to say we are pioneers because we're not the first one to have you know um tested the waters of this but the yeah. way we do it especially with chapters um and after that will because with werewolf there's a, a another difference compared to chapters but the whole this is as open a world as we can do with the fact that we're still a an it's still an analog game so it's we're in restricted a box. Sure. yeah it's in a box but well <laughs> vampire is the 27 pound box <laughs> will, you could be you could kill somebody with it you yes could somebody to death with um it. look vampire was seven hundred and twenty thousand words total wow 700 something thousand words it, so it basically is the entire Lord of the Ring trilogy. Yeah, I was just go I was just really I was just average book size in pages. I was just googling that. Uh, That's of incredible. which of which I wrote the final word count. I wrote about five hundred of those. What? Thousand words. Yes, but that because what? I'm I was the first writer on the team and thus was there the longest. So of course. Wow. I got to, to, and are you, what's your, are you writing for the werewolf game too? Or so for retaliation, I am the lead uh, narrative designer on the project. Damn. So there's like a lot more responsibilities <laughs> that come with this. Uh, but yes, there's also a lot of writing. So what we're doing in retaliation is while yes, you have, let's say 47 chapters, um, 
scenarios, sorry, you won't play through more than two thirds of them on each playthrough. Sure. Sure. Because a big mechanic of retaliation is, well, it ties in a bit with the synopsis of the campaign. So if you would let me just talk about the intro very quickly. Okay. Your entire sept, so this group of werewolves, you all live in Yosemite Valley in a hidden part of the national park. And you wake up one night. And your entire little, it's called a sept. It's like a village, if you will. That surround a magical place called a cairn, which is a a sort of a a well for spirits. Yes. An oasis. And I got chills talking about cairns again. (laughs) Keep going. This gets under attack by an army of monsters. Oh, worm. worm Yeah. Fomori and servants of the worm. And uh, there is this one giant creature that we call the Defiler, which is the one on the box art, which I've shared shared for Rich too. Uh, Yes, he looks so wicked. Yeah, it is gargantuan. Um, And that thing just wrecks the place. Your, Your set, your cairn is utterly ruined. No. And the main goal that you have as survivors is to regroup, rebuild, and retaliate. Yes. And for that... Hence the name. Hence the name. (laughs) And for that, you will only have one lunar month. Oh, that's dope. Oh, that's so cool. You're very restricted time. time. Yeah. There's actually a tracker for that on the board with the moon phases. With each moon phase representing one of the five auspices. And during that moon phase, each auspice has like, but so Look, the reason I, why the two thirds, and then and then uh, I I know David, you seem to have a lot of questions. The reason why I'm talking about the two thirds is that you're gonna have to decide. You only have a month. You yeah. cannot go everywhere, gather every ally, find right. every magical item. Each of like, these things takes a certain amount of the moon phase. Exactly. Like if you need to, let's say you need to travel from Yosemite to San Francisco, that's rather short. Like you can do that in a day, do your stuff, come back. Not too bad. But what if you have to travel to Boston? What if you have to travel to Marrakesh? What if you have to? So things are. Wow. So this isn't even, this isn't even locked into one location. This is. You you can travel the globe or at you least the will nation. travel at the very least the United States. Um, oh whereas in vampires, you know, vampires are always relegated to just one. Scene. Yeah, because they got to go. They, they, they have their favorite blanket and they have to go back to it at the end. Of the That's night. it. Uh, in this case, <laughs> you're going to want to, you know, go in and get like all the call up on, on, on all the favors that, you know, people owed you or your sept. Um, old like war, uh, war oaths that were sworn, and uh, but in doing so, you'll have to sacrifice others. Oh, that is so cool! I love so, the. You gotta, you gotta pick. You can't do it. You all, gotta buddy. pick. You, you gotta pick, and each thing that you pick will actually influence how your counterattack will be mounted at the end of the game. That's awesome. Now, okay. 
just oh. I want to level set some world stuff with the with the audience who's not like a giant werewolf nerd like I am. Okay, you said auspices. Auspices for the folks at home. Those are phases of the moon, and some werewolves are known. They're like born on you know the new moon or the half moon or the full moon, and they're more powerful on that moon in the role playing game. It is the same in our game. What? It's the um, same in life. Um, and it, so I'm looking at the minis, like I'm on the web page, you know, for the Kickstarter kick. And again, I, I don't know anything. So we're, I'm, I'm, I'm asking this just, hopefully I'm okay. There are player characters that look like humans and there are player characters that look like werewolves. Do you play as the one at the right time? So as I'm traveling to Marrakesh, I'm actually the little human figure with my human stats. But when mm -hmm. I go in to do some combat or some crazy, I, uh, yep. So we have Sweet. three forms. The, the the RPG has five, but yep. we figured for our game. Um, so yes, it's it's a you know like a published adventure, like I said. But we're using a little bit of like simpler rules, like sim yeah, a simplified right. rule set. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, like like Witcher easy mode, if you will. Yeah. And so there are normally five shapes. You have your homemade, your humans, then you have your um. Hispo and Glabro. Uh, Hispo and Glabro. Hispo being the Hersite human, uh, the, the the one I call the uh, the sideburns werewolf, <laughs> <laughs> because you're just you're just a little bit bigger. You got a bit of makeup on, what, what, and, is, and that's it, about it. Isn't Hispo the like giant dog? And then the Glabro. I think the Glabro is the is the dude with the sideburns. I, might, I but, always always yeah gla uh, yeah Glabro is the Teen Wolf. Uh, <laughs> yes, Hispo is the giant wolf. Yeah, yeah. Glabro is the teen wolf. So yeah. we remove teen wolf and we remove giant wolf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. we've kept which three. is fair. A lot of the role playing game sessions I was in, hey, you almost never went to the to those two like half forms. You you were you were either in war form or you're hiding out in your normal form that you present to everybody else. Uh, I I loved the Hispo actually. The big, big wolf. Like, let me just be a big dog all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, to answer Rich's question, all three forms has... You have the same character sheet, but right. each one of them has bonuses and penalties associated sure. with it. That will change your stats. Yeah. So and like now the, I see what you're saying. There definitely are three different ones going on in these little, um, you know, um, figurines. Yep. And the thing Minis. is, is, so with Minis. the base game, we have 12 minis. Four for each form, and you get to pick and choose which one you want. Nice. So you look at, you know, how they're positioned, what they look mm -hmm. like, and Wait, four each. for each form. Yep. What's the what, four humans, what? four Krenos, and four wolves? Oh, do you have four tribes? No, we have all the tribes. Oh. All the tribes that are present in our uh, thing. So we've got eleven tribes uh, oh. total. That's cool. That's and cool. Uh, you get to choose. You get to choose them. Of course, we have expansion um, expansion packs that are with uh, that come with the Kickstarter. They are um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, they are tied to specific tribes, and they come with unique miniatures for each. Ooh, nice. that's cool. That's cool. You're so, gonna blow the roof off of this, by the way. Yeah. I can't wait to. It's gonna blow up. It's gonna yeah. be crazy. Now, okay. Now, I'm look, hoping. I've, I've been. I've been wanting to ask a question for a second, because mm -hmm. one of the things about werewolf that, like, I loved as a teen and as a as a young college kid that was really into all this stuff. Werewolf has two 
world building things. There's the one that everybody knows about, like the world of darkness and the world sucks. And like, it's, uh, you know, themes of echo, like desperation as the world sucks and like pollution is running rampant, all that kind of stuff. And then there's the flip with the Umbra and the spirit world and all the crazy stuff that goes on in the Umbra and their werewolves ability to pass between these two things. And they're like the, one of the few supers that one of the few supernatural things in that whole lexicon that can easily pass through the gauntlet into the spirit realm. Do, do y'all have some Umbra action going on in this game? Yes, we do. Oh uh, my God. But first, just a quick errata. I said 47. It's 40. 40 is great. 40 is amazing. I, I'm going I'm to rip so much my of that bad. off in my own werewolf games. You have no idea. <laughs> um, but yes, do we have the Umbra? Yes. Do we have special maps for the Umbra? Wow. Yes. Now, there's a thing, though, with oh, the lore of retaliation, the lore of werewolf without going into too much of what 5th edition is going to be like. But in Werewolf Retaliation, the Umbra is a way more dangerous place than it used to be. Good. So while Werewolves, you do have the ability to go into the Spirit Realm, the Umbra, uh, also called uh, the Spirit Wilds. And you can interact with the spirits that give their powers or enter into pacts with your uh with your group your pack but it is so dangerous and spirits are so fickle yes. that sometimes you'll you'll say just the wrong thing and it's over they they, awesome. they have turned their back on you forever if they don't go outright hostile yes i love um, look I, the one thing that I'm going to love about this is when I played a lot of werewolf and we'd get into the Umbra, I never really knew how to play the spirits. I never really knew. And I, I winged it. Right. And even today I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning on like old school David's assumptions of how the spirits worked and like my reading of the text. I can't wait to see y'all's treatment of the spirits and those, those interactions. So I can like connect the dots and, and, and up my game on in terms of like negotiating with spirits because it's it always felt like I, I wasn't quite on the money there. I just I really can't wait to see that side of the game. We have a special mechanic for spirits. Ooh. So spirits do not speak English. They don't speak any of our languages anyway. They express themselves in concepts. And so whenever you have to speak with a spirit in the game, we have a thing called the Enigma table, which is just a big like numbered table. What rows and columns of just concepts, just yes. generic concepts, what? and depending on how good, like how good your roles are, how how skilled your character is, you'll be able to narrow down. Whenever you speak to a spirit, well, this one is saying, like, look at you know cell number A one, B three, and E four. Now, with those three words, which might be I don't know. Um, Forest, heat, emergency. What is it that the spirit is trying to tell you? That's awesome. And then <sighs> oh, cool. you have like a, a list of choices and you have, you choose. Are they talking about an impending forest fire? Are they talking about maybe the opposite? Maybe there's a cold flash coming in. You know, emergency, heat, forest. Could be, could be that they're talking about the opposite of heat. Maybe... Right, you know, there's an emergency. The heat is going to disappear from the forest. 
you have to try to and of course if you roll if you botch your roll um or if you're just not good enough to deal with the spirits then maybe you'll have six concepts to choose from oh. five of which are going to be red herring and only one of them is going to be the correct one dude how does this even work that's so cool you can do this without a gm yep oh Entirely. my gosh oh i can't wait oh i can't wait it I is uh, there is in the uh first scenario we introduce like the tutorial to how to deal with spirits so we have an enigma table and you'll be able if you were at gen con and you tried it uh, we demoed it there as well um it's very interesting very interesting because it forces us also the writers to come up with so many different possibilities <laughs> with these like 28 concepts that that exist that's awesome um, oh man so that you- is so cool i can't wait i can't wait to see that side of it i just it is such a fun like the cosmology in werewolf was always so powerful to me. Um, and I just, I can't wait to see y'all's treatment of, of spirits and in, in this like enigma table sounds like, like that sounds like it's just going to sit with me whenever I go to run the game. And I'll just be like, roll. And I'm like, all right, you get these three words. Good luck. <laughs> it's, it's how I'm going to do spirits from now on as well. That's awesome. That's so having, good. having seen, having seen it in action, having used it myself. Um, it's 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 a cool it's a cool idea to use at your table to like convey a message without because even us as GMs having to sound cryptic yeah sometimes this, it takes a lot especially if you're improvising on the spot to just have a list and be like well I know that my answer is insert sentence here. But I know that like this word, this word, and this word on the table are probably close, but not right on the money. Right. And your role was not right on the money. So <laughs> this is what you have to roll. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I always had the other problem is like sometimes I'd be too cryptic, right? Mm-hmm. And the players are like, well, I'm, I have no way, no sense in how to attach that to mm-hmm. the world. And in my head, I'm like, well, it's perfectly obvious if you just knew all this shit in my head, like, you'd know. That's it. <laughs> Or the worst is they get an answer that works perfectly with what you've given them, right? But it it is com- like not at all what it was supposed to be. Yeah, like oh, and you guys were like, so smart to get there, and that was not the right step. <laughs> it's not. It's not it. It's not it. Yeah. So a game mechanic idea that I really love about a lot of these box games I got ever since Doom, the board game, is Ooh. you don't win all the time. So you yep. can start one and you know it's just over, you got to redo it. How are you working with that? Are you making people redo stuff or if they if they miss a mission or miss an adventure scenario, do they just move on? It depends on the scenario. So oh, that's cool. one there's an optional rule in uh retaliation called permadeath. Yes. Where <laughs> if if your character oh, dies, it removes pretty much that tribe uh, it doesn't remove the auspice from the game because, you know, four players, five auspices, and you can't have duplicates. So mm-hmm. we can't, rem- like, oh, your your werewolf born under the full moon died? No one else can be born under the full yeah. moon. Yeah. No, that, that's, but there are basically. There five children born. <laughs> yeah. 
when you when you create your character, you choose your tribe, so which sort of family of werewolves you belong to. And this gives you powers and abilities that are specific to that tribe. Then you have the auspice, the moon you were born under. Again, gives you powers and and extra ones when, when it's your time to shine. Mm-hmm. And a backstory, which informs some of the choices you're going to make throughout the game. So oftentimes you're going to have choices that are restricted to a backstory. Oh, you were you were the lawyer. Then you can you can choose this one. So with the permadeath, you remove basically a tribe and a backstory from the game. Ah, that's awesome. And what a great consequence. Oh, Jeez. it's uh it's 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 a very uh sophisticated mathematical equation. No, it's <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> a, bunch um, of, a bunch of blood, sweat, and tears. Yes. Yes. And for vampire, actual blood. Um, <laughs> for werewolf, hopefully no no blood. Yeah. Um, but a lot of sweat and tears, yes. Some uh, sage is burned. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we did so I talked about permadeath, but also some of the scenarios, if you if you lose them, if you fail the objective. In some instances, you might be called to just keep going on the campaign, and it's mm-hmm. just too bad, so sad. Mm-hmm. Whereas other times, there are some scenarios that if you fail them, it's just game over. You have to start over. And are all the scenarios intended for all the party members, or are some scenarios like solo, you gotta so go on your own kind of situation? The entire game is made for a pack of four werewolves. But, just like Vampire. It is possible to, one, play solo, with just you controlling all the characters if you yeah. want. But you can also go with the true solo, which is just you as the lone wolf. Whoa. And yeah. you have to Whoa. try to make do. Of course, there are many things in the game that won't be necessarily easy uh, if you choose to make, you know, a, a combat-oriented... Well, they're all kind of combat-oriented. Yeah, let's say you make a... Um, you make a very physical world oriented character. Yeah. So you forego all about the Umbra, all about the spirits. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, then all the scenarios that are about that, you probably will try to choose a different path to avoid having to go into the spirit world because, well, your character is You gonna, won't feel strong there. Yeah. 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 Chances are you're going to die. If you play with permadeath, chances are <laughs> when you die, it's over. Um, <laughs> that, so so oh there's God. that. That'd be so fun to see, like, Rich, how far can you get on a lone wolf game? Oh, about one page. You know? Yeah, like, you, I, I like to, you know, YOLO, um, you know, for things, and you just can't do that by yourself. I'll, I'll, I'll be in trouble. But that's, so in, in my first demo at Gen Con, because of how there, there's so many things that you can use in Werewolf, so many powers and so many combos, there's thousands of character concepts you can have. Um, literally, with, like, just tribe, auspice, uh, backstory, and then the powers you choose. Yeah. Um, my first group on the first demo, one person steamrolled the entire scenario. <gasps> because they, they were a very stealthy wolf. And they managed to unlock a thing called a pack strategy, which these are like those... Um, it's like a tactic that your group chooses at the start of a battle yo look look the combat book in old school like world 20th edition 20th anniversary and the you know third edition the combat book with pack tactics and the maneuvers you could do they were so sick they were so sick 
and we then basically I, took a page from that. And then when I when I was like D and D DM, and I saw that Wolves had pack tactics, I was like, "Oh, y'all fucked, <laughs> <laughs> y'all screwed." I know, I know the moves, man, from playing a lot of Werewolf. And people like Wolves can do this. Like I don't know if D and D Wolves can do this, but David's Wolves <laughs> have years of Werewolf under my belt. They're vicious animals, and they will so ruin an entire party. It's the wolf equivalent of the Tucker's Cobalts. Yeah, exactly. They're just <laughs> Tucker's Cobalts and then Dave's Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that'd be fair. Like if you're in a if you're like a 20th level party in D D, my wolves probably won't probably won't mess with you. But like anything less than that is like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe just run. <laughs> yeah, and looking at what the werewolves can do in retaliation, um, I would not put even a 20 20th level character against them. They are <laughs> monsters yeah yeah oh my gosh that's so cool I, that was one of the things that um i really enjoyed about it is they spent a lot of time in the old game thinking about how groups with these sorts of powers would take on monstrous things like the defiler right you can't you can't just show up and like attack it with a sword that's what and, you try in the first, in, in like the tutorial. Oh, that's how it started. Oh, yeah, that's what you got. It's like no real powers yet. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a reason why everybody you know died. Yeah. <laughs> um, not everybody. Asterisk. There are yeah, some sure. survivors. Sure. Which, by the way, those survivors, when we're talking about solo playing, so that's another mechanic we have called uh, allies, which are NPCs you can call upon. Whenever, oh. like, you unlock them in the game, if you, you you know, you complete their quest, they come with you. And they're going to be there, you know, to help out the Cairn, to help out the cell, to help out rebuild and all that. But, you know, you're in trouble in a fight. You let an owl out, a howl out, and then someone shows up. Um, and these can vary depending, well, depending on who they are. But, you know, each one, again, has their own auspice, their own... Mm -hmm you know, skills, their own. So maybe one point you're you're fighting against spirits and you're like, well, I would need a third right now. I'm going to call on my, my third. So even in a true solo game, if you're really, you know, back against the wall, there's still a way to, like, you have tools at your disposal. It's not going to completely shut you off from And are allies better. just humans or are they all over oh, the yeah. place? They're they all can, over the place. Oh, that's cool. okay. Good. They're like and other if werewolves, they are, kinfolk, yep. and all that kind of stuff too. Um, if they are, uh, so kinfolk, kinfolk kind of, of changed in in their definition. Uh, but Ooh. I will leave, I will leave the world of darkness folks to talk about that. Ooh, okay. okay we okay, do, okay. we do have kinfolks. We uh, have werewolves as allies, and maybe some others. Like you can get spirits. Oh, spirituality. There's actually a, I uh, wanted to bring that up and I was like, no, nah, I think I'll let that little lay for everybody because yeah, it could be anything. Good. That's good. Yes. You no. you can have there's a on the board, the same one that tracks the time, <clears throat> you also track the spirits that you have sworn loyalty to, or who are in debt to you. Depending on like which spirit it is, sometimes it's you are indebted to them <laughs> or they are indebted to you. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. each one of them has a special power. And these powers can be called upon by a member of your pack every scenario. So let's say we take the very basic one, the frog, uh, just 
called Frog. Um, Frog gives you bonuses to your initiative. You wanna, you need to play first in a combat because the entire strategy hinges on you playing first. You call Frog. The thing is, is you're allowed to only have four spirits. You have to choose which ones you want. Kind of like who your allies are yeah. and what powers you choose. Then the spirits that you align yourself with will also alter your entire gameplay experience. Yeah, because the spirits themselves are like, look, I, I'm not going to be part of your spirit entourage. You know, I, <laughs> I'm not just, not I'm just necessarily one of your many. <laughs> yeah, there are spirits that are, at the start, very wary of you. Yeah. There are some minor ones that will help you, like, on the spot. Mm -hmm. uh, I wrote one about a, a, a sapling Aww. in one of the scenarios. Cool. sapling just wants Group. to be protected yeah yeah kind of and yeah. uh you do you do a little something for them and then they give you they give you basically a way to bypass a challenge uh in in that same scenario so that that one is like a, a one-time one-time deal whereas frog you can bring them along for the entirety of the game if you want that's cool and just ditch them when you feel like you want to have another spirit instead sure sure yeah that's really nice. That's that's helpful. <laughs> it's not like oh, I'm chained to you, um, and I can't I can't get rid of this spot. No, that's um, it. Yeah. the The other question I have around this, um, in terms of allies, this might be a bit of a stretch. So, if the answer is no, I completely understand. But are there other were creatures besides werewolves? Hmm. I would expect it to be no, or it could be something you're not ready to talk about. Because I cannot talk about it at the moment. And the wear thingies. <laughs> so I cannot talk about it at the moment. What I can say is keep your eyes peeled when the Kickstarter launches. Oh my okay. God. Okay. 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 You could get it if you want it. You just got to want it back. You just got to want it back. Look. You got to want look. it. The, those best. It's, it's just. It's oh. just. I'm. I'm unsure as to whether if one I want to spoil it. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> no, don't. But yeah, let's just say, wait until November fifteenth. Sweet, sweet. That's exciting. That's exciting. so. I noticed in the press release, uh -huh. there's some tiles, and you know, with vampires there's some tiles. I mean, you know, some Ooh, of these yeah. other games they have like really big sets of tiles, and they actually kind of put some tiles that are kind of like end game items in the tile list. I don't see a bunch of titles in the press kit. Is it just simple flip over, give you a place to play? Is there is there some is there some theater of the mind that goes on, mm. or is pretty much everything board based? Everything is board based. Okay, the tiles that you see here are reversible, but they are so. I think it's yeah, it's. I do believe it's all of them. Um, okay. Might be missing one. It looks like they, they can interlock. Yes, yeah. they can interlock, so they're like big puzzle pieces. Oh, but you know, and... some of those games you'll end up with tiles that are like, uh, you know, a foot tall if you mm -hmm. stack them all. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? This sure. is a very con in our concise... Case, yeah, in our case, what we did with Werewolf is the tile itself is just mostly generic background. Like, the forest. Here's your gotcha. forest. But the forest will change in each scenario because you'll set up walls and obstacles and things like oh, that everywhere that's okay. that gloomhaven feel there dave yeah yeah it's like here's yeah. the here's the piece but then here's the the stuff that's yeah. kind of like uh the setup in uh also hero quest oh yeah 
Oh, sure. Where you could change the rooms, but like the board itself had like these squares printed out yeah. already on it. Hero quest. Youngins listening right now. <laughs> look, look. Anybody yeah. who doesn't know immediately what Hero Quest is, just go and look up you, YouTube. Hero Quest is the greatest game, and there's a oh, guy out there awesome. with a great video about how amazing Hero Quest is. I mean, Watsi re-released it. Uh, not Watsi, but Hasbro re-released it um, recently. A friend of mine oh, actually yeah. did. Uh, she's a player in my Saturday game. Oh, fun! She did the illustration for one of the playable characters. That's a, that's awesome. Yeah, I I always like I enjoy playing that game at a convention because I had never owned it. Right, like that was always a convention get for me was to get to play Hero Quest. Yeah, I've I never could own it. Yeah, but I do have my little sheets. And each year at Gen Con, my friends and I we sit down and we play one, like we advance the campaign one scenario. Oh, that's fun. Oh At a time. That's so yeah, I know, fun, right? Dude. That's so we need fun. to do that, dude. We need to have a game like that and do that. We we would need to have the patience to do that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, we, we bring pandemic legacy. We'll Ooh, that would do it, it one that time. Would yeah. That would do it. Um, but yeah, dude, this looks so good. I when when you said that you were working on the werewolf game, it's like, oh my god, when can I talk to you? And I'm really glad that you got, you know, the the permissions and like the approvals from um uh from uh, uh, Flyos Games and it weren't hard stuff. to get. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it's really good. It's really, really good. Uh, this game is so exciting to me. Um, you know, it's it's the world I started in in terms of TTRPGs. So I'm 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 so engrossed in it. I just, I just like I have like all this innate knowledge from like I don't know 14 year old David <laughs> screaming to to get to play again. Um, so it just uh, really it really strikes a chord with me. And a lot of it will serve you in the game. Yes. Like we, we do have Easter eggs for those longtime players. Oh, that's we have nods to to a lot of things, and also for you know newer players, everything is also explained, and you're not left in the dark as to what the those who know about the Easter eggs and the winks and the nods they'll appreciate. Yeah, those but you who don't, don't have to know them. they don't they won't feel left out. Okay, so I, I don't know any of the winks, nods, or whatever. And and and, and I, I look at this and I go, this is really cool. Is there, is it, you know, November 15th, man, it's right around the corner. Is there a place mm -hmm. I can um, download some information, PDF to read through? Is there, um, where is there a way that newbie person that's going, okay, this looks cool, can get a flavor of this? So there are, at the moment, before November 15th, there are two places i guess you can uh you can get info on it the kickstarter page doesn't have much um the facebook page for flyos games so i do believe that it's i'll link to i don't it go on notes. facebook often but yeah if you want to link it, to it and, uh, the, yeah no worries there uh so our our facebook page has a few reveals i've been starting to do uh i've begun doing a few reveals as well on my twitter and there's also the uh, World of Darkness website. So if you go on worldofdarkness.com, they have, especially for October, the whole month of horror. And they released, as of the recording of this podcast two days ago, uh, the uh, a, a teaser for all the auspices, the forums, and a bit of the like lore behind Werewolf the Apocalypse. They did the same at the uh, beginning of the month. They also released a few things about it. So you can already like dip your toe in in werewolves. That's awesome. Dip your toe in fur. I don't know. 
I, I'm sure there was something there, and I, 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 I messed it up. Um, but yes, you can you can already start to sort of get get your bearings if you want. Though, just like we did with vampire chapters, everything is also explained. For, yeah. For all the newcomers to the world of darkness, the newcomers to the um, uh, to to the game itself, things are. Things will be explained. You you will be introduced Good. properly to the world. That's awesome. Oh, that's so fun. I can't wait. Oh, man. Is there anything else about this game that we haven't talked about um, that, that we want to make sure everybody are, is aware of uh, when they are thinking about back in the Kickstarter and getting involved? We talked a bit about the changing forms, the minis. By the way, the uh, humans are 28 millimeters. The okay. werewolves are 40. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to say which, but some other minis are even bigger than that. <laughs> That's so good. Wow. That's so good. I love the I love the the size difference. Because the, the the war form is supposed to be properly terrifying. Like it's supposed to be like, oh no, you're I'm not 12 surviving. foot tall machine. That yeah, can, I'm yeah, not and we wanted to get that feel. Yeah. We we needed to get that feel in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait until some enterprising player like hacks this game into chapters and has like board game combat between the two games. Oh yeah, <laughs> and comes up with some custom scenarios. <laughs> These people, you mean you? Just keep an eye out on the Kickstarter. Oh my God! Stop! Oh no! Oh my God! Stop! Okay, okay, okay. That was a great end teaser about what could possibly happen in the future. Um, Simon dude yes it has been phenomenal having you on will you let people know where to find you and all the projects that you're that you're working on definitely uh you can find me on twitter at twitter.com uh i don't know why i give the url at wondering under I, I thought that maybe you were elon musk no you no giving me the website <laughs> yeah. and i'm really talking to elon you know with a little disguise on it the, the, um, the important piece there is that that underscore between wandering and dm, and DM. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so on twitter there's an underscore on twitch it's wandering dm one word there's no underscore uh, and that's where you can find me streaming on monday we actually stream montreal by night which is uh, a vampire the masquerade game but that takes place right before like a couple of years before the chapters uh um, oh, fun game and so has features a lot of the NPCs and what they were doing before the game. Basically, it's imagine I'm streaming a game about the stuff that we had to leave on the cutting room floor. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. And then on Saturday, uh, we play Scion, which is an Onyx Path uh, game about divinity. We're already, I don't know, almost 50 sessions in. Wow. Uh, wow. the, the players are now becoming demigods. So we've left the two first books. We've entered the second half, basically, of, uh, oh my of God. the game. And you can find me there. And then uh, I also do freelance work as a narrative designer or a game designer. I've published a couple of games myself. You can find them on DriveThru or on itch.io. Uh, and you can also find some of the stuff I've done, I've done for Art Osorian Games in The Witcher, uh, yes. namely the Tome of Chaos and a lot of the uh, recently released uh, monthly free DLCs. That's so awesome, dude. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, well, everybody at home, 
thanks a ton for listening. This has been so much fun getting to talk about one of my favorite game worlds uh, and the game that's coming out for it. So thank you, Simon, for coming on. Um, it's been very welcome. A blast. Um, everyone at home, as always, have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. Dear listener, thank you for listening. High Shelf Gaming is part of High Shelf Collective, a group of nerds making all kinds of content together. If you like our style, tell your friends. If you've told them all already, tell your favorite podcast app. Joining the community is easy with Discord and Facebook groups, and you can find us on the socials linked in the doobly-doo.